Hello, everyone. Welcome. First thing, we are recording today, so it will be available in both audio format and video format on the website later. The important part of that announcement is if you do not want to be videoed um, or have your yourself appear in some way or another, please see either Darren or Phil who will make note of that and make sure that that happens as you wish. Okay? So, around the country, things are heating up. Occupy is not back. It never left, as we know. But from Union Square to Occupy Vanderbilt, which is newly occupied this past week, camps are resurfacing. Public spaces are being made truly public once again Spring is here. Here at Harvard, we are also continuing, obviously. Any visions of economy or governance that benefit the few at the expense of the many are wrong. This is as true as much in the university as it is in the state house. The power, promise, and possibility of the 99% must not, cannot, and will not be underestimated. To give you some idea of what we've been up to here at Occupy Harvard, we are continuing to insist on a vision and path for the Harvard libraries as they are reorganized and restructured that will recognize that the wealth of, this, of the treasure of the libraries includes the people every bit as much as it includes the artifacts and books, and that it must take seriously the university and the university's libraries as sites for participatory horizontal education that will serve us well as we move forward into the 21st century. We are continuing to insist that Harvard engage in responsible ethical investing practices. Harvard has too much money and its money management practices affect too many people and harm them around the globe. We need to be accountable for that as a university and as a corporation. And we continue to interrogate the ways in which our university and universities in general are complicit in the systems and in the ideologies that are harming people. The way syllabi are designed matters. Who is teaching matters. How people gain entry into the classroom matters. And Occupy Harvard insists that we take that seriously. So this, this conference is a continuation of all of those efforts. Coming out of last semester's very successful teaching and our efforts in Lamont Library to model horizontal participatory education, we are trying to push even further. We're trying to explore what is possible for academia, for education, for learning, and for knowledge itself when it is not beholden to the neoliberal overseers. Harvard, listen to us, because this is true educational innovation. In organizing today, this conference, the organizers made several commitments to ourselves, to each other, and to you. This space will be and should be participant-driven and participant-centered. Ultimately, Today is yours. The questions that many of you submitted and that now are in your hands as part of the pamphlet 
are our foundation. And now we will continue to shape this event into whatever, as a community gathered, we believe that it should be. Second, this space should be and will be participatory. Nothing we are doing today is passive. The, sec the success of the day depends on what we are all bringing into the space and what we are willing to offer the space and each other. So I encourage you, do not be shy. Engage with everyone around you. Engage with the group and engage with the ideas. Thirdly, this space should be and will be horizontal. We refuse the hierarchies of authority, of power, and of knowledge that authorize um, the voices and ideas of some people over and above others. This is not acceptable, and we will not do that here. Whether you have attended college or not, whether you are a professor or whether you are a student, whether you are an activist or whether you are an academic, does not matter in this space. Everyone belongs here. Everyone's understandings and ideas will benefit the group. So, the topic before us is currencies. Debt, labor, commodification, ownership, consumerism. Each of these, we suggested, structure and characterize contemporary life and academia. Think about it. With now around a trillion dollars of student debt, Education for many students ultimately means something more like indentured servitude than freedom and possibility. This affects us all in so many ways. Or think about ownership. Who owns our ideas? Who owns what happens in these rooms? Whose property are they? What is fair use for them and what does it mean to steal them? to plagiarize these ideas? What currencies facilitate the exchange of ideas? This is just a little taste. And between all of us, many, many other diverse questions have already been raised and submitted. Those that were submitted by Wednesday night are included in the printed version. The others that were submitted yesterday and today, and those that will, I imagine, continue to be submitted as we move forward, will be updated on the website, and hopefully will be used as a basis for our ongoing conversations. Now, how will today work? The first half of the conference is intended to provoke thoughts and thinking. We want to just open the door to saying what are the many ways of engaging these questions and ideas. To facilitate this, we have worked to synthesize a set of five themes from the submitted questions. Knowledge as currency, university as marketplace. Second, the importance of the local. Third, prioritizing the individual. Fourth, value, values, and valuation. And fifth, the all-important alternatives, other shit we could do. Each of these themes will be introduced by a provocateur whose job it is to essentially stir the pot, if you will. Hear the theme. Read others' questions that relate to the theme. Listen to the words of the provocateur 
and think about what ideas, experiences, concerns, or opportunities it raises for you. After the provocateur, a progressive stack will be opened by the facilitator, and we will ask you for your thoughts. We do ask that comments be limited to 90 seconds so that as many people as possible have the possibility to contribute. That is why there's a timer up on the screen right there. Think of this basically as a brainstorming session. What do we as a group need to be thinking about as we engage these questions? After the five provocations, our special guest, David Graber, anthropologist, anarchist, and occupier, will respond to the whole beautiful range of things that have been put forth before us. Now, after he talks, my guess is our, our heads will probably be swimming, and it will take some time for us to process and let it sink in and be able to do something productive with all the ideas. So. We have food, and we have unstructured time. Take that break as a time to talk to each other, to meet new people, to think about what has been said, and also just maybe to go outside and have a few quiet minutes. At 3 p.m., though, right on the dot, please be precise. We will reconvene, at which point we will break out into small groups to discuss concretely and directly the questions that have been raised, organized in certain categories that are listed in the pamphlet. If you, if you submitted a question and you see your question there, you are certainly encouraged to go and discuss that in that particular breakout group, but you also don't need to feel obligated to do so. Go where your interest lies. There will be more information about all of that later, so don't worry. So, to introduce us, there's a number of us who are working to organize. We are nicely labeled <laughs> as organizers. So, um, there's me, I'm Hannah. There's Mona Lisa, right here. There's Darren, right here. Benna, Phil. In the back, there's Anshul and Tim. I encourage you, if at any point you have any questions or anything seems unclear or you're concerned about the process and whether or not we're living up to the ideals and commitments that we have made to each other and to you, please seek us out and we'll see what we can do to rectify the situation. Um, for those of you who are Occupy familiar, you will be very familiar with much of our process. We will use the famous twinkle fingers. And I do encourage you to show how it is that you're receiving various statements. If a statement is made that you are in agreement with, twinkle up. If a statement is made that you are not in agreement with, twinkle down. And if there's something that you just are kind of like, I don't know, maybe, maybe not, or maybe I don't care. This is not of importance in the middle. This helps to let people know and have feedback, not only with the speaker, but with each other, where it is and how things are being received. At various points in the day, we will also be opening the floor to clarifying questions, which are indicated with a C shape raised above your head. These questions should be factual, concise, and to the point. For instance, if I made a statement like, we're having a conference today, clarifying question, 
What time does the conference begin? Noon. Factual, to the point, to the benefit of everybody in the group. Make sense? Um, if you would like to speak, the symbol for that, signal for that, is to raise your hand high with your pinky finger up. While they're raising your hand itself will also be recognized. Um, the facilitator will see this and will put you on the stack. We will be using a progressive stack. A stack just basically is a list of people who have expressed interest or desire to contribute, to speak. These names are kept, um, that are ordered according to uh, the ideal of encouraging um, participation that can transcend the power limitations that oftentimes mean some people talk more than other people. So we'll be paying attention to who's been speaking, and if somebody raises their hand who hasn't ever spoken before, they might be put ahead. Or if it's all been lovely white women like myself speaking, and someone else raises their hand, that person might be asked to go before. The ideal of the progressive stack is to ensure an equal, open, participatory space where everybody can be heard. Does that make sense? Okay, so with all that having been said, thank you very much for coming. Please remember, this is an experiment. This is a test. So let's see how it goes. We are excited. Another education is possible. Another education is starting. And now we will begin. Can you hear me now? Uh, my name is Mona Lisa. Um, I'm a graduate student here, and it's my pleasure to speak louder. It's my pleasure to introduce David Graeber. Um, about a decade ago, when I was an undergraduate, the anti-capitalist convergences were happening, as you know, all over the country and in the continent. And it was really difficult to find people were reading all kinds of literature and trying to spark critical discussions in classrooms and out. But it was very difficult to find critical writing that was current um, and by someone who was doing political organizing as well as teaching in university departments um, and, and writing in that capacity. And one of those few people, for me at least, was, was David. Um, and that's how I became introduced to his work. Uh, a few years after that, I became a graduate student at Harvard and um, decided, and it was very ill-wise, um, ill-timing, decided that I wanted to invite David here to join us in an event sort of like this, not really thinking I know I know anything about it, but doing something like this, more of a space of for and by political organizers um, who want to raise spark questions around um, academic labor, intellectual activity, production of knowledge. And um, I hope David won't mind me saying that he turned me down um, because it was, the ill timing was that that's around the time that Yale um, essentially did not, decided to, in effect, um, fire David. Um, and one of the effects of that firing is that it catapulted graduate students at Yale, here, all over the country, really, um, to, to, to defend him and to defend, defend his teaching record and all that and to realize that this was, there was a, something murky happening there. Um, and I remember something David said then that I was reminded of last night. 
that it's interesting when that happens, when the, these, these, um, where you're divested of the opportunity to do your work, and then people really want you. Like, can you come speak at my university? And, and, um, and I think part of that refusal, I, I, I take it as an ethical refusal to say, not necessarily to us, but to spaces like Harvard, that, um, well, why should I come speak, um, you know, as an anarchist or a political organizer in your space where I'm not necessarily being recognized for my due worth as, say, you know, um, an academic, an intellectual. So I'm extremely gratified that he's here now in this particular space. Um, and I was noting to him in the shadow of the anthropology department, sort of like, fuck you. Um, so it's very gratifying to have him here. Uh, I sure I don't have to evangelize the book Debt that came out last year uh, on the heels of Occupy Wall Street um, first happening. And if you haven't read it, I really, I really think you you should. Um, David has two new books coming out. One is on Occupy Wall Street, and the other are three essays about bureaucracy. I think two of them are somewhat available at the moment if you want to look them up. Um, and um, really looking forward to his response uh, about 20 minutes after the provocations, and then once again, as Hannah mentioned, uh, wrapping up the event, and hopefully on OpenStack. So thank you. Uh, I guess we're, we're grateful that you're joining us in this particular space and realizing that there is no, you know, it's up to us really. I think we have to take the responsibility to bridge the critical, you know, gap between the classroom and outside of it. Um, and I'm really grateful for your model. Thanks. Hear me? Is this miking? Great. Okay, so I'm Phil. I'm going to be facilitating the first of our provocations, which Mona Lisa is going to be um, provoking. But I just wanted to really quickly review what uh, Hannah really, uh, explained in terms of how we're going to deal with hearing responses. And so that's, that's going to be the form of, uh, of a stack. And so what that means is that each facilitator, but first me, will, after Mona Lisa speaks or after the provocateur speaks, kind of take a list of people who have their hands or their pinkies in the air. And I will put you in an order based on kind of what Hannah explained in terms of a progressive stack, so to make sure that we're getting a diversity of voices being heard, and, uh, and you'll have a chance to, to speak, and there is a 90-second limit. So are there any questions about that? Great. So I will welcome back our first provocateur.